0: This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat. Today, I get to talk to Chris Dempsey. Chris will be competing for Combat Sports coverage March 12th on Flow Grappling.
1: It's at, the past couple of days has actually been nice. It's like uh, pretty like sunny, like 60 degrees. So in February, that's about all we can ask for.
0: Yeah, nice. All right, so we're gonna talk about. Uh, Pittsburgh and some stuff later but first things first there's a event that's coming up with combat sports coverage It's taking place March 12th. You can watch it from anywhere on flow grappling. You're going to be competing What do you know about this event? And are you excited for it?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm real excited about it. I, they um, they reached out to me for their first show down in uh, Orlando And I was actually getting my wisdom teeth out three days before their show. So I figured well uh, <laughs> If I got, again, some kind of crank after that, it was probably going to be lights out. So I told them that I would go on whatever, wherever their next show was. Um, I was down to do it. And so they reached out again, and here we are.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Are you originally from Pennsylvania? And what got you into combat sports, and what have you done?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm originally from Pittsburgh. Uh, I wrestled since the time I was seven years old all the way up through college. Uh, when I was in college, I met a guy who uh, – his name is Carlton Hasselrig. He was a six-time national champ wrestler. Uh, he won three Division two and three Division one, and then got drafted by the Steelers, played for the Steelers, and then he decided he was going to uh, fight MMA after that. And so I was in college. He was about 20, about, uh, around figures, about 20 years older than me. And uh, so I was in college when he was fighting and he needed a practice partner. So my college coach asked me if I wanted to work out with him and I was like yeah that's a no-brainer this guy's a legend like of course I want to work out with him and then it kind of just snowballed from there.
0: So that was your first introduction like growing up you didn't do do anything like I know I talked to some people and they say yeah I did like the karate and stuff and you know as a kid but that was your first introduction?
1: Yeah and as far as MMA goes I mean a lot of a lot of people don't consider uh, wrestling a martial art, but I mean, I consider wrestling a martial art. Like It's it's part of the the mix that you're going to have to learn to, to do it.
0: Yes. Is that the best base, in your opinion, for MMA?
1: I mean, if you look at the champions, uh, the history of the champions, it, it's kind of going to be hard to argue against that fact.
0: Yeah. So where do you train out of? You know, what gym do you train out of now? And uh, let's talk about some of the other things that you've been able to do.
1: Uh, I trained out of the Matt factory. Um, I started out uh, in Johnstown called uh, a gym called Cold Steel. It was Carlton's gym and then moved back to Pittsburgh. And uh, um, I've been at the Matt factory ever since. It's kind of cool. Um, Carlton wrestled at the same college as I did. And then uh, my coach now, Isaac Greeley, also wrestled at the same college. So um, we're all like 10 years apart. And it's like uh, our coach is now the winningest – wrestling coach in NCAA history at any division. So and he builds like this brotherhood of all of us. So it, it doesn't matter if they we're 20 years older, 20 years younger, like we're all like real close, tight knit family basically.
0: Yeah. And making that transition to you know wrestling to MMA, picking up striking, how did that go? Was that easy for you?
1: Um, so it, it was no, it wasn't that easy. Um, and that was my fault because I had my first UFC fight before I even took a striking class, which was probably the dumbest thing that you could ever do if you want to fight MMA. (laughs) But I didn't know any better. Uh, We were brand new to it and uh, just figured we were going to take everybody down and and work work that way. And it ended up not working out that way. And now we can teach the next generation a little bit better.
0: Yeah. You know, going into that, I mean, it's it's the UFC hadn't really trained striking I mean getting into the cage was there any kind of surprises or what else kind of caught you off guard
1: Uh so the uh my first fight was against uh Alier Latifi and at that time we thought he was just a wrestler so we're like man it's like perfect matchup uh and then we can get into the striking when we get home and uh um I we kind of gotten a little bit of a grappling like spat a little bit and then uh he got out he started throwing some leg kicks which I was brand new to and that was uh kind of, that was really eye-opening right there how leg kicks can really change the the whole dynamic of the fight. I reached down for a leg kick, he threw a right hand and kind of got knocked out.
0: So so after that going home, I mean what was all on your notes like, "Hey, kicking, striking, I got to change and rethink some things."
1: I mean, uh it, it, it was, like, at that point, I knew I had to – I couldn't just be a wrestler anymore. I had to be a, a mixed martial artist at that point. And um, I, I just kind of went to as many places as I could to to learn as much as I could on the stand-up game because um, I was whacking big time. And I uh, I was just trying to learn as much as possible. And that kind of – it kind of helped me even into, like, now doing jiu-jitsu. Like, uh, wrestling and jiu-jitsu has a lot of things that um, – crosses over but there's a lot of things that are opposite and a lot of things that you have to if if you're a good wrestler you can get caught in a lot of um other things that are you're not used to at wrestling so mm-hmm. ha, just having that open mentality of always trying to learn has, has really helped me a lot in all aspects of martial arts
0: during that time in your career were you having to work like a full-time job are you training full-time or was it a mixture you know work and and train
1: no i was working a full-time job like uh That was. I just saw a uh, a memory on my Facebook. Six years ago was my last fight in the UFC. So um, that was way before people started talking about um, uh, union, like players' unions and stuff like that. And so I mean, unless you were fighting say three times a year and winning every single one of those fights in the UFC, like you're still having to work somewhere some somehow.
0: Yeah, realistically, is there enough time, you know, to train? Because I, I guess it's like, a, you know, you see these guys, hey, they have to win their first fight or get a bonus. It's like, wow, now I can quit my, you know, being a trash guy or quit, you know, my full-time job and focus on this. But is there enough time to dedicate?
1: Uh, I mean, it depends on the situation. Like in the bigger gyms, um, a lot of the times you are in a better situation where you could, can do that. But also, early in your career, you go into a bigger gym, you get lost in the mix. So, it's it's kind of a trade-off that you have to kind of weigh to yourself. There's, there's definitely not enough time. Like, I remember when I was in the UFC, I was waking up at 5.30 in the morning, uh, going to get my, like, strength workouts in, going to work, running on my lunch break, and then going to do some striking classes, and then going to our practice right afterwards, getting home at, like, midnight. And... So I really wasn't sleeping at all. And so that that that's not healthy either. But um, it, it's kind of, a, you kind of have to weigh it out of, do I want to stay at home and uh, get more attention in a small gym? Or do I want to go to a big gym and run the risk of getting lost in the shuffle? And then either way could end up good or either way could end up bad.
0: You know, growing up in, in Pittsburgh, do you think that gave you any kind of advantage? You know, we were talking a little bit about the city before and some of the new, unique things about it.
1: Um, So Western PA is, uh, in my opinion, the best wrestling area in, in the entire world. I mean, if you look at Division One Nationals, Western PA has um, 25 to 50 percent of the people in, in the finals. So... I think, as far as wrestling uh, goes, that that was a huge advantage. I mean, even now, going other places and competing uh, in jiu-jitsu and like other places will say, "Oh, we have the best wrestling around." And you start you start trying to hand fight with them, and it's just like, whoa, you guys think you're good at wrestling? That's not a good idea."
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, wrestling is hard to it's hard to pick up. You know, because there are guys that have been wrestling since they were can walk (laughs) you know and it's just a it's a a hard skill
1: and i think like that that, that's why i think wrestling is a good base for mma because with striking and everything like unless you're somebody like like izzy who is who's just so smooth in and out uh like i i think stand up is easier to pick up than wrestling and it just because a lot of the things you do in wrestling is based on the pressures you're getting and like where your hip placement is. And the only way to do that and the only way to learn that is to, to do it and, and feel those different pressures, feel those different uh, situations where you can learn some techniques, learn how to move, get your head out. Like it, It's just it's not as based on the other person as wrestling is.
0: Mm hmm. Okay, I wanted to ask you you mentioned Izzy and then I was thinking about, you know, a wrestler versus a striker. I know UFC has an event coming up, Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington. Uh, how do you think that's going to go?
1: Uh I mean, I'm on I'm on Masvidal's side. So, uh we we have a we have a good relationship with ATT. We have uh uh two of our two of our fighters that started out up here are down uh training at ATT down there. Uh Cody Law is actually fighting uh, in Bellator same day as we compete over in St. Louis. So uh, I was hoping I was hoping it was going to be in Houston so I could go afterwards, but uh, um, didn't work out that way. Uh, so I'm I'm on all side. I think uh, I think uh, Covington is kind of a uh, he tries to be too much of a character and he he tries to play the bad guy too much and it's it just comes off as kind of fake to me.
0: Yeah. And I guess at some point you kind of hear some sound bites, but it's they're marketing the fight. It's about money. It's about pay per views. It's about trying to, you know, I guess make a career, right? Keep your career going.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I was terrible at that. I was, I was absolutely awful at marketing and, and trying to sell myself. And um, some people have told me that's one of the reasons that my career was as short as it was. But I mean. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to sacrifice who I am to, to sell some tickets. Like I, I just won't do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So combat sports coverage, that event's coming up. It's going to be March 12th. It's a Saturday stream worldwide on flow. Grappling Chris Dempsey will be competing in a super fight. It's a 205 pound black belt. Super fight. Do you know anything about the gentleman that you're going to be facing? And or do you ever do research on these things for jujitsu or grappling?
1: Um, no, I don't really know very much or anything about him. Uh, I'm not a real big um, research person. Uh, like I'll let my like my coaches will do it and things like that, and they'll look for um, the the one or two things that that the other person's really good at. I mean, even when I was fighting, I was the same way, and um, I just want to try to focus on my game and and um, kind of do the like have the match at my pace and, and set the set the tone the way I want to set it
0: going forward. You know, after, after this super fight, are you looking to compete again? I believe this is like a number one contenders for the 205 pound black belt title, but even outside of combat sports coverage, what are some goals uh, that you're looking to do for the, for the rest of this year and beyond?
1: Uh, so I'm going to three weeks afterwards. I got uh West Coast trials for ADCCs. Uh, so that'll be a uh, a big one that um, I've they, they haven't had one in for four years now so it's been uh, a long time coming and uh, I'm really kind of focused on that a lot and that's I, I don't really have anything planned past that um, obviously if, the, if this is the number one contender at match then uh, winning the title whenever it, um, it, if I get an opportunity to do that but um i'm kind of just focusing on uh west coast trials right now and um that's been a big goal since the last uh, east coast trials i did um four years ago however long it was um i made it to the semifinals or the quarterfinals something like that and uh i was only a blue belt at that point and so i uh i've kind of put it in my mind since that time that i want to i want to make it and i want to uh kind of get there so i'm really really focused on that right now do
0: you enjoy the adcc rule set
1: i do they changed it up a little bit this year um they they kind of took some slamming out of it they took some cranks out of it um but i I like it that it's so open i mean um it it is called mixed martial arts and uh i think that the more open and the less restrictions you're allowed to do or that, you're, that you allow um, the more – the best person wins that, that way. I mean, you start restricting rule sets this way, that way, then like, I, I've been in some EBI matches where people will just run from me until they get to the overtime because all they do is practice the overtime, and I've lost those matches because of it. So I think the ADCC rule set is, is so open, it allows that everybody to – the best person to come out on top.
0: Awesome. All right. So I'm talking to Chris Dempsey, who will be competing for combat sports coverage March 12th, available worldwide on flow grappling. You can also attend in person. I think it's a Southern star brewing on the North side of Houston. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that you'd like to share today?
1: Uh, no, I, th- I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, I, I just, I appreciate you having me on the show and uh, uh, hopefully I'll get to meet you at the event.
0: All right. Thank you for making time. I appreciate you. Have a good one.
1: Thank you, too.